0: Ten,
1: nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three,
2: two. Welcome already back to Talking Gaming and Tech. We're here once again on a Wednesday evening around six o'clock ish. Depending on whatever time zone you're on around the world that might be a different time so we do have a bunch of gaming stuff we don't have a ton of tech stuff and pop culture stuff including some news about top gun which a lot of us have been waiting a lot for a while for a long while for um <laughs> we, <the> al- news. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we also are going to get news into a game boy turned online news about battlefield 6 A calculator app for the Switch. A little redundant, but we'll see. (laughs) Um, And hints at Steam coming to
1: councils. So that's interesting. We also have the first, well, not first, but I guess you could
2: say step forward into computerized clothing. We also have a valve from Volkswagen to have
1: automated Volkswagen vans by 2025. Yeah. So and yes, we all know seven
2: nanometers is great. AMD has pushed that bark and has crushed Intel in that well not Intel, uh is it Intel? Yeah, Intel in that regard. So again, mixed up to the NVIDIA. Anyway. So but IBM has kind of pushed which IBM has always done. IBM's like this, like Well, they used to not be the underdog. They used to be the main, like, person. But they're kind of the underdog these days, so they don't involve themselves in, like, consumer products, I guess you could say.
1: So, but they have made the first two nanometer chip, which is just just, holy crap. Holy freaking crap. (laughs) That's insane. So we'll get into that, though, on the second half. So the big thing is, what in the heck has been going on since last week? Because it wasn't a whole lot. But it was some stuff. Trollocs, that's all I got to say. What? What? Trollocs.
3: What? Was there another video released?
1: There was, and they took
2: it down in less than three hours.
1: Oh, come on! <laughs> and there was a Trolloc in it. I was like so I was like, what are you kidding me? I need to find this. Oh.
2: I missed it. Mm. It was very short. It was super short.
1: I don't care. I just want to see a goddamn Trollic.
2: It was on Twitter for like three hours, not even. <sighs> and Amazon took it down.
3: Oh, fuck my life. Okay, so what was I do what did I do this week? Well, let's see. I damn near wiped the group in D and D. Or was that last week?
2: No, that was uh, no, that was this week.
3: Yeah, that was this weekend. I damn near wiped the group. I didn't. I forgot that they had um, uh, knockdown tactics, and damn near killed you guys, which was great because I want I want you guys to be worried, mm. so that you play fights more intelligently. That's mm. the whole point. If there's not a challenge, you won't care. Um, I watched all of Jupiter's Legacy. We'll get to that at, at seven o'clock. Suffice to say, once again, reviewers don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The show is very good and I'm excited for the second season, if there is one. Oh, what else did I do? Uh, Won like 10 Apex games in the last couple of days. That game's just getting easier and easier.
1: Just, it's just a goddamn joke how easy that game is. And that's pretty much about it. Nothing much in- for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing
0: much for me. I've been I went to my mom's for Mother's Day and then I've been working
1: dealing with that. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is though. Um so the one
2: thing I have been playing actually. I finally downloaded it came out a little while ago. Pac Man ninety
1: mm-hmm. It was actually really fun. Um and it's weird because like you can get like, the, well, the closest I got was
2: 19th. I got so far, but I've only played like maybe 20, 30 games somewhere on there. Uh, but it is really cool, though, because the basically. Every time you get so many like a combo, I guess you could say of killing ghosts, you send Pac-Man to other people's screens, which if you run across another Pac-Man on your screen, you get slowed down. So, if never, nobody's ever played it, there's not levels. It's just an endless level. And every time you collect, like, pretty much most of everything on the screen or a fruit, everything replenishes. So, and you just do it over and over and over and over again. And basically the last one, like, surviving obviously wins. It is actually really, really fun, though. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, recommend anybody check it out. It's actually a lot of fun.
3: I can't. I spent all my time working on D&D. Oh geez. for the pleasure of you ass clowns
2: oh <laughs> I did pick up because Grim remembers this keyboard because it's the one he has right in front of him well
1: not exactly um, I don't
3: know what the hell you're talking about
1: the Kumara this was 25 bucks on Amazon so I had to buy it what's it usually
2: I paid forty-five.
0: Twenty-six bucks. <laughs> I paid forty-five. It looks, like, it looks like that's the chroma version.
2: It's the RGB version.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and they actually started using, like, the one Grim has has collie switches, blue collie switches in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this one has red Odomu switches in it. Well, red red Odomu box switches in it. Uh, which are linear. So. It seems like after a while of people complaining how loud it was because the blue switches, blue switches are just so s- loud. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think the only thing louder than a blue switch is a jade box switch. Um, but holy crap! <laughs> and jade box actually no, okay. I would say it goes like this: it goes blue, then, uh, then the razor switches, the blue razors, and then the jade box, because razors are pretty damn loud too.
0: Well, I got the. Yeah, I don't have the. I have the linear ones. I don't have the blue switches on this keyboard.
1: Well, well what switches you have? There's multiple linear's.
0: I don't. I think they're orange. Orange. Yeah. You mean red? No.
3: Dude, when he says orange, <laughs> he means orange, bitch. Jesus.
2: The only orange ones I know are tangerine switches. That are linear. Those are not. That's a different company though.
0: They have a uh, green, yellow, and orange. It's their their own switches now.
2: Well, they've always been their. Own. They've been on their own switches for a while.
0: It's so that's why I said tactile and silent.
2: Uh, well, so they're brown switches. Yeah, I
0: guess. Yeah, they're
2: they're they're brown. They're they're brown equivalent. Yeah, because yeah, they're brown equivalent. Um, which is actually what I'll be putting in this. But I'll get more into that in the second half
1: mm. about
2: this keyboard and a mod I'm doing crazy mod but anyway um so anyway <laughs> and and mostly for to cover gaming um it's really to come back at the people that like they're really really like oh i don't want to say dumb people because people aren't dumb they just buy
3: oh like, yes they are dude don't be <laughs> nice people are dumb okay <laughs> we just had 10 minutes before the podcast with me spouting just how stupid reviewers can be so don't tell me people aren't dumb
2: well, no, it's just it's people that have not used a good keyboard.
3: No, but but my point when I say people can't be done is you. It's not about like it's more about knowing something but refusing to admit you're wrong and willing to research why you're wrong. That makes mm-hmm. you a dumbass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that that's what makes you a stupid bastard.
2: Well, yeah, and that's like the Element keyboard. That's probably one of the worst keyboards I've ever used. And idiot people in our comments, holy crap! They're not idiots. I don't mean to offend you, but like you just don't know. I do.
3: Come at you me, just, bro.
2: You just don't know a good keyboard, really. <laughs> that thing was a shit keyboard. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like, and holy crap! And to I've the used love chick
3: keyboards, I know what he's. Th- I, know what he's th- I know what he's talking about. See, oh like, yeah, what we Chicklet
2: need... chick- 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 <laughs> keyboards, holy crap, those are shit.
0: What we need is the V two.
2: A V2s are okay.
0: No, they're they not. The, 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 the element keyboard. They have a V2 model.
2: Oh, you mean a V... Oh, wait. Okay. I think we have two different versions of V2 here. I'm talking about the GM... Like a LK V2.
0: No, I'm talking about World... No, the World Wind FX Element V2. It's... It's oh. it's on a lot of numbers, and I
1: don't understand. <laughs> them, so. It's...
0: Uh, I think we have the V... We possibly I have the V1. Oh, Okay. So this might be the uh V2. I don't
1: know. I'm trying to figure out
0: what kind of switches they have.
2: But either way, I've found a like it's weird because I kind of feel like a gatekeeper in a sense, but I'm not trying to be. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not There's nothing to be,
3: wrong with gatekeeper.
2: I'm not trying like, to be uh, gatekeeping, but like um really since I've delved, like since I've got like this keyboard I currently own the duck keyboard, like holy crap, like like corsair razor um steel series um logitech hyperx like their mainline keyboards are shit <laughs> are fucking shit there's things are shit <laughs> See,
3: like the, the thing this the thing i hate is when people say stuff like gatekeeper mm. it, it, gatekeeping has a purpose I, I hate to break it to you a good example like fighting game gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Guess what? If you don't have gatekeepers in fighting games, they get dumbed down, and then every fighting game is like Mortal Kombat. And guess what? Not everybody wants to play Mortal Kombat.
2: No, very true. Very like, true.
3: I, I I can understand like rude and mean gatekeeping, but the idea that get, like people use that as a negative so much, and I'm so tired of it. So if the... there was more gatekeeping in World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft wouldn't be as bad as it is
0: now. The uh, Element V2 has Gatron switches. I don't know if the... Gateron. Gateron? They have Gateron. switches. Put... I thought They said they, 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 Wait, like, Wait,
2: wait. They, they, wait, hold on. The Element V2 put Gateron switches in there.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the V1 I don't
2: has. even know what the hell Gateron is. Okay, but did they put black, red, blue, or white Gateron?
0: It doesn't say. Oh wow, colors now! I think they're blue because it's in the picture. They're blue.
2: Okay, so they're very fucking loud.
0: <laughs> oh well, yeah. But some people, some people like that. I, I like to. Uh...
2: If you like keeping your neighbors up at three in the morning, sure. <laughs> the
3: irony like of to, Nate complaining uh, about keyboard. loud keyboards.
2: Um. Yeah. But anyway, I'll get into more on that in the second half. Um, I actually played a little bit of Warzone this week, actually just because i wanted to experience that map a little bit it seems like they've actually fixed some of the colors the colors seem to like be way off like just slightly off for some reason when i first played that map it seems like they've actually done some kind of updates and stuff and fixed it a little bit here and there so So it wasn't that bad i didn't mind it still like playing starcraft two more but that's a whole other thing
3: i just found a mech combat battle royal
1: holy shit
3: my life is complete (laughs) It's probably it will probably suck because I think it's a convert to a mobile game, but I'm gonna check it out right now. I'll let you know how much it sucks.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, this first topic. So,
2: okay, calculators. Um,
3: it got nothing to do with video games. (laughs) Calculators. Well, I'm right. It, It got nothing to do with video games. What are we doing?
2: What do you mean? To make a video game, you have to calculate certain things. In role playing games, you have to calculate. Yeah, things. I'll calculate
3: how boring this is. We're not talking <laughs> about video games, dude.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, there's calculators. Obviously, anybody who has a phone in their pocket has a calculator. Easily. Now
3: we're going to talk about phones, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> obviously, on your computer, there's a calculator button. Oh, wait, there's not calculator buttons anymore on keyboards, but there is the hotkey still exists on all your keyboards. Uh, for Windows to pull up your calculator, on some of them. Uh, I don't have one. On my I'm pretty sure it's Windows key C. I think.
0: Oh, you, oh okay. Um, like to so bring macro. up the calculator.
2: The macro, yeah, not macro, just hotkey.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I think hotkeys would be like FN button.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. No, didn't like a right. macro is a macro is a um. That's like you press one key and it does like a whole bunch of things for you. Like it'll type out a phrase oh, or okay, yeah. or it'll do a combo. That's a macro. Um, anyway. Anyway, that's what mine is, but mine might be set different, though. Uh, mine has a whole shitload of like mine has four layers of hotkeys. So that's a whole nother discussion. And uh, kind of gatekeeping because Ducky is brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> the switch. The Switch has. This is just stupid. Anyway, <laughs> is putting out a calculator app for ten dollars.
3: Oh wow! Now I understand why we're back to gaming.
1: <laughs>
3: Full circle, man. The Switch is awesome.
1: <laughs> why?
2: It's in the eShop. It's a scientific calculator with a clear, easy, red, multi-display, and everything. Yeah, it's cool looking. Sure, it's a nice little calculator. There's about a billion of them on my phone. I can download just as neat, or I can just use the default one, which does just as well. Yeah. For a scientific calculator.
0: Why ten dollars? Uh, is, is, is it a hack where you can play uh, ROMs?
2: <laughs> I don't. It's so it's the equivalent to the iOS app, but doesn't cost ten dollars.
0: The funny nope. thing is, the iPad doesn't come with a calculator.
1: Doesn't? No.
0: At least it didn't. I, I don't think it does. Anyway, but first of all, $10 for a calculator is silly. Especially this calculator. Because, like you said, it literally looks like the the iPhone one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just since so I could type
3: calculator into my Google and be done in a second.
1: That too. Yeah,
2: so supposedly the calculator is appealing to modern practical design. Should it also switch.
3: Oh, so we to... use Common Core? It makes you stupider?
2: So. <laughs> I'm sure. What do you call? It? Yeah, it says that many students and engineers will turn to their switch for math help. Yeah. No, they won't. They're going to pull off, what going is to pull. one
0: plus one? One plus that, one okay, is okay. racist. Okay. No, to I'm going to turn to my 1970 TI 100 or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, but no, but like people are Wait, not rabbit. going to. Yes, it, like a lot of people will have their switch. A lot of people have their switches on them or have it in their bag. Okay, that's normal nowadays. Okay, that's fine. They're still not going to use it for a calculator. I'm going to use my phone, which I use for a calculator every day. Yeah. Why would I pull out my hold on? Let me go and pull out my, they'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't you have a calculator in your pocket on your phone? Oh yeah. yeah I'm going to use a switch though. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. And if you're like narrow kids down, like kids doing their math homework and stuff, they have a phone too
0: most of the time or they have a yeah uh what do you call it a, a or an
2: ipod yeah or a chromebook or an ipad or something like whatever they're not using their switch for a calculator but you don't just, know that's just silly <laughs> it's just like i'm sure one in a million might but the, to think you have an audience there it's, it's no <laughs> no you don't you just know Oh my god! I can understand. Just put it on the switch for free here. Download it. Have fun. Whatever. But making people pay for the app.
3: They had to work real hard to put that thing together. Okay.
2: It's just the iOS app. I'm gonna pull
0: out my 1972 Texas Instruments Datamatic right here. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you?
2: (laughs) What's crazy? Like those calculators
1: actually still sell really well. But anyway.
0: Yeah, people like the the retro calculators.
1: I don't know. Maybe one of you will be downloading the switch calculator someday soon. <clears throat>
2: Only time I can even slightly think of using that if my computer's dead, my laptop's dead, somehow my phone died too, if my switch is somehow <laughs> with power.
0: Yeah, a- a- any every last resort is gone. Yeah, yeah. Your computer doesn't work, so you can't go to Google.
1: Yeah. Holy crap.
0: Yeah. My my watch with the calculator on it don't work no more. Hold on.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: so yeah. Oh my. Wow. Help. Most people's fridges probably have a calculator on it nowadays.
0: Yeah, like Grim's Grim's sister. Her, I guarantee hers does. She's got one of those. Her... Smart oh, fridges. me. I never talk to my family. <laughs> She's got a smart fridge with the where you can look, right. at, look at what's in it on your phone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. She does, yeah.
0: Can't be too smart.
3: It's not giving me free fucking food. oh you know what i hate about about playing any new game any new game there's not a simple are you retarded button i just want a button that lets me tell them i know how to play video games
2: oh yeah no like i I don't need
3: your stupid goddamn tutorial i'll get it done in two seconds
2: yeah yeah, they they that they really assume you're really just like brain dead or it's so or or have just no come out of like do. a ten year coma or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's a tutoreol? I don't. Understand.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so EA has discussed how Battlefield Six will benefit from its development team focusing has been on current gen consoles on PlayStation Five, obviously Xbox Series S. Well X slash S Even though it will also launch on last gen But this is the same with like Battlefield 3 Launched on both gens So that's usually That's just how things go for the first one Like within a mid generation I guess you could say hard for the course
3: Except for one small problem What? They tried to tell people That it was going to be a true next gen game They always do I don't care. It's time to be called out. Mm. If you're going to scream that you're making the tr- a true next gen game and then it's going to come out on the uh, on last gen systems, you're not making a true next gen game. You're making an EA game and most EA games are shit. Mm. And I I I know that may be harsh, but I'm tired of these companies saying shit like we're making the next
1: the first ever real next gen Battlefield Really? Why is it on PlayStation Four then? Like I'm, mm. I'm just tired of it. And I, I don't have enough people listening, but I'm calling
3: it out because it deserves to be called out. Screw you, EA. Mm. You're not making anything real.
1: Yeah. You're um, just
3: making, you're just making another. It will probably be a good game, but you're not making the first real next gen EA game.
1: No, no, that's very true. Um
2: although uh, i do have to say though with battlefield 3 though like battlefield 3 was distinctly like like holy crap like it was good like i had it on ps3 uh-huh. but like if you've played it like on pc it was like a whole another level of graphical like i mean it was it was super impressive
0: well i remember i getting a. Uh... Battlefield Two on the 360 and being just blown away by how good it looked, but there was like nobody playing. <laughs> oh, I'm like, hello. It was lo- <laughs> It think? was a lot of you.
2: was a lot of you playing on PC. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of you. Um, no, but like I don't have like so EA as far as EA goes, like I have not been disappointed with. Okay, I have been disappointed with one Battlefield game, uh, even though I played the hell out of it uh hard lines
0: I uh, the story mode is fun. I just it, I just my save got corrupted, and I never started it over again.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, um, but like the multiplayer was pretty terrible mm. um like the hitboxes they did something funky with the algorithm of how the hit detection works. actually it was all messed up, and they never fixed it. I don't even think to this day. uh, that's the only battlefield I can say. I didn't really care for it that much.
0: I just like how uh, they made it like a law and order
2: it was, it, was it was neat, different. but. Yeah, that was fine, but they needed to fix the hitboxes. They did something yeah. weird. They fixed it in the next one, obviously. Um, but like, I've never really been disappointed. Obviously, with DICE in general, the only thing I've really truly been disappointed with them is the Battlefront games, which are terrible. The, the,
1: and... the,
3: the problem with EA and Battlefield is that they're just lazy. Like You enjoy those games, but if that company wasn't working with EA, they could do much more. EA gives mm. them a limited like freedom to do what they want to do, I bet. Yeah, and because well, it, of it, you end up with these games that are like same old, same old every time. Yeah. But
2: that is the, thing that's it, the tra- problem. This is the thing that drives me ball. Okay, so I was so excited for Battlefront. Like and then the first Battlefront came out from Dice and I was like, okay, this is only an okay game, it's not even that great. And then I was like, okay, they'll fix the problems on Battlefront too. And that was terrible too. It was like, okay, they just, and the thing gets me Battlefield has some ginormous maps. Like, you, holy crap, the biggest maps ever in a shooter. And Battlefront has like the smallest maps in a shooter ever. What? I want to straggle somebody over at dice. Like, what are you thinking here? Like, I want a full scale, like, actual war based in the Star Wars world, but you're giving me this, like,
1: corridor shooter.
3: (laughs) Like I said, it's just... They they talk a lot of game, but they never actually do anything impressive with the game they talk. Mm. That's basically the problem with with EA. And
1: it's the problem with all
3: of them, really. They all spend their time talking all this shit.
1: And it's never as good as they claim it's gonna be never Hmm. yeah but the thing I
2: know I can say that peel at dice though like a lot of like the puzzles and stuff to get some of the secret stuff within like all the battlefield games that they've done they have done some crazy complex puzzles like to the point where you're like having to do like page worth of equations just to figure out like one little thing and then that'll lead to a phrase which will lead to you looking up about a certain philosopher from the eighteenth century. he said this and this point, and then that'll lead to another clue, like, holy crap, the depth what though uh, you're uh, playing a goddamn shooter, yeah, but it's just the depth of trying to solve like define this certain like specialty like you know, I mean crossbow or whatever it is with an insignia of this and like yeah, it, but like that's the problem
3: that's actually the problem that you play you claim to like it but they're mm. wasting valuable programming time on something like that that nobody gives a shit about. Like why are, are you spending are all you your kidding? time on that crap instead of building a better battle battle maps and designing better ways to play the game? When it's just one, a f- it's fucking stupid.
2: No, it was like holy crap when one of the biggest ones was on Battlefield 4 oh uh, when they first released one of the the bows And they didn't release it yet. They just gave this huge, like, cryptic message on Twitter at first. And then people were all over it for, like, a month. And then people solved the first part of it, the clue. Yeah, like, like, holy crap. people
3: were all over it.
2: No, it was, like, crazy. Because when we finally figured out what map it was, and people, like, loaded into that map once it went live on Twitter, someone finally figured out, okay, it has to be on this map. And someone figured out a clue where it could possibly be some hidden part of the map. That map you could barely get into, like, people had that map loaded, and then boom, immediately it would fill up. Like, and people like this was team battle, like, it was a team, obviously, team deathmatch, it was rush or whatever you're playing. But people weren't fighting each other, they were literally not even shooting their guns, they were just going right for trying to find out where this hidden spot was on this map. You're
3: literally proving my point because no, it was crazy. No, to get people to play their game, they had a stupid fetch quest. You should have trouble getting in the servers because there's tons of people playing it. But your game is so shallow and boring that there aren't enough people playing it.
2: No, there was already tons of people, but people were like, holy crap, like, what the hell is this? Like, The last
3: Battlefield sold like hot shit and nobody's playing it. It was,
2: And the great (laughs) thing about that whole thing was that you couldn't go ahead and just buy this specialty item from their shop. You actually had to find it. You actually had to solve the puzzle.
1: If we if we just...
3: really want to, you know, cut Nate deep here, I'll remind you that literally the one Battle Royal nobody talks about is the Battlefield Battle Royal. That's how bad they are at making games. The no. game that should be an excellent Battle Royal game can't even be an excellent Battle Royal game.
2: Actually, no, and I'll actually attest this to my coworkers. They all agree that that Battlefield is actually, that Battle Royal is one of the best ones ever made. Um, it's just that it's good. Your
3: co-workers su- are insane because their player base is literally the smallest out of all the big battle royals.
2: Yes, because they stopped supporting it and didn't keep on. They like... stopped
3: supporting it because nobody was playing it, dude.
2: Yes, because they didn't make it free to play.
3: That has nothing to do with it. PUBG still has more people and that game you still have to pay for.
2: Yeah, but PUBG was one of the originators, so that was before the main like. Yeah, but they... they
3: still have more people now, even after years of bad hackers of the game not running correctly, after years and years of shit. There are still more people playing that game than the call than the Battlefield Battle Royale, and it's because. And again, I don't play. It's not technically their fault. It's Dice's fault. It's EA's fault. But again, you have a game made by a company that has, they put the minimal amount of effort into the, the mode when they put the mode in. They tried the least hardest to come up with anything. Hey, we, we're going to have fires, a, a giant fire ring. That's going to be our ring. Okay, what else? Well, it has a fire ring. Okay, what else? Well, the fire burns you. Like, literally, that's what they did.
2: No, I know. Yeah, obviously. But, and they did add some things here and there. Like, you can still play it um but the problem is they just don't, they're not they have they stop supporting it and they're not adding anything to it. Um and the main reason why cuz they had the player base was slowly dwindling really fast. Um and slowly it's
0: dwindling really fast.
2: Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Slowly anyway,
0: dwindling really fast. Within within so, the last half hour 1910 people were playing Battlefield 5.
2: 1910 no, no. people? Yeah. No, 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 no.
0: In the last 24 hours 10,000 all-time people There are more people playing
3: Battle Roy of uh, uh, PUBG in just china alone right well, now yeah
2: yeah, yeah <laughs> no but like the thing is though like it is it actually okay so the one thing is it's the actual only battle royale where cover actually works properly
3: that's not true dude i play i've been playing apex for like two months now and i can tell you right now cover is literally king in that game
2: no no because no that i mean game
3: literally comes down to one or two bullets in shield battles no 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 i fighting. don't i don't
2: i don't mean that kind of cover I mean terrain. I mean, yeah, because you're wearing actual camouflage in Battlefield, you actually blend in with the background properly. You, you can like, actually. You
3: mean like PUBG when you lay down in the right spot in the grass and people have a hard time seeing you?
2: No, but you can change your graphical settings and tell that though. That's the thing.
3: Yeah, but you could do that, and you can do that in Call do, in in Battlefield too. You could turn the graphics down so low that there's no foliage, and then you'll see them laying in the middle of a field, regardless no, but... of the camo. You no, can do but... that in any game. Yeah,
2: Battlefield was game. Um, Like, there's so many kills I've got in Battlefield, like Firestorm, like from just hiding, like lying in a bush. And literally, people almost walk on top of me every time. And then I just gut them. Like, it is, like, one of the best Battlefield, like, modes there was, but it's not free to play. And, like, the same thing, like, uh, even Activision has pointed out, like, the reason why Blackout completely failed. Was because they didn't make it free to play. And why the new model with Warzone is going to go on for 10 years. Because it's free to play.
0: You know and it enable- inc- people that are playing PUBG right now?
2: There's around 300,000.
0: There's uh, 85,000 players right now. In the last 24 hours, it's 384,000.
2: Okay,
3: yeah, so. Yeah. Update on that game I just downloaded. It, it runs like shit, even though it looks like a phone game. And I killed two people and now my guy won't stop walking backwards. <laughs> the
2: yeah, there you go. Um, but no, I was like, Firestorm really could have been something. Um, no, it's it gonna, could have it, never it's been never something gonna, because it's never
3: never
2: be... to. Yeah, they need to go, like, like, the companies need to go, if you're going to make a Battle Royale for one, the first thing, unless you're PUBG, because you're, like, PUBG's an originator. That's why they're allowed to do it. Uh, but if PUBG even went free-to-play, they would probably triple their player count in a day.
1: It's
3: like, look, free to play. It, it matters in a way, but that game was never going to be a success because when it comes to being like unoriginal, EA is the worst of them all. Like Battle Call of Duty is pretty bad at being original, but even even their battle royal is slightly original. Literally, the the the, the EA one is basically just playing Battlefield. Without the vehicles, with a fire circle, there's nothing original about that mode. It's the laziest mode I've ever seen, and I played it back when they were testing it.
1: Hmm.
3: Like I know you like Battlefield, well, and I, I would well, love to play a great Battlefield battle Royal, But like, yeah, but I EA crushes creativity worse than anybody else.
2: Yeah, but the thing is though, like for instance, one thing I liked is that the. T- like, in Battlefield in general, damage with guns is way higher. Um, so, the amount, of, like, and there's no coming back, obviously, in Battlefield uh, Firestorm, which gives it the same, like, feel as, like, PUBG. Um, so there's no chance of coming back. Um,
3: Yeah, but it's still a spray-and-pray shooter because the weapons do not work as accurately as they claim they do.
2: They, do un- they work super accurately.
3: No, their weapons are unrealistic, just like Call of Duty. I've played Battlefield, dude.
0: And there was only sixty-four
3: players.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I play, about, yeah,
3: the 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 systems they run on Battlefield are are illusions to creativity. Like wind and all that other shit have an effect on bullets. They're all pre-programmed shit. It's not actual physics in those weapons.
2: A big differ, but that's not, that's not a conversation
3: for another. You can beg to differ all you goddamn want, Nate. You're still wrong.
2: <laughs> I can I can I can tell you though, there's not like when I'm sniping in Battlefield, like. There is so much more calculation I have to take into effect compared to any shooter I've ever played.
3: He says this, mind you, and yet he was the most unaccurate person I ever played PUBG with. And if there's less calculation in PUBG, you should have a way easier time killing people in PUBG. Like, simple as that. If that game no. is easier, you should have had less... It should have been easier for you to snipe people in that game.
2: It's actually... Okay, so...
0: this is what weird... was, like, the hardest... No, armor, wait, well, armor. Armor.
3: We don't play armor, so I've, I've never played about armor. But yes, <laughs> armor is the most realistic one.
0: Yeah, like,
2: armor they is, use
3: actual physics and all that shit when they're doing stuff.
2: Yeah, armor is actually super realistic.
3: As but soon as I hit backwards, my guy starts walking backwards and so, won't
2: stop. Everything with PUBG because PUBG has a lot of weird graphical like tiny it, like glitches here and there still to this day that happen, which make it really impossible to get like a dead shot sometimes with a sniper rifle. Um and if you want, you can look this actually up for most people to actually play PUBG, and it is actually really hard. It actually is super hard to snipe in PUBG, um, because of the consistency of how well the game plays. Where, as in Battlefield, it's done by like a stream, like they their engine is like butter. It works so well.
3: Where um, do you get this from, dude? Because I watch people stream PUB uh, PUBG all the time. Doc still streams it, and I and when he plays. He hits his sniper shots whenever he wants. So that can't yeah, be a, like, an actual inconsistency thing. I've linked, videos, <laughs> I, I've linked videos. I've linked videos to Bazinga and been like, dude, wh- what the fuck? Is he cheating? Because like, <laughs> look at how accurate that shit is. So no, no. I, I feel like if, you get, if you're getting that information, it's from people who are 100% full of shit. I watch him play, and he rolls people like it's nothing with that sniper rifle. And he barely misses his shots. He does that on any game though. Yeah, that's my that's my entire point. So when you sit there and say something like, Well the these pros say the game's inconsistent. Which pros? Because Doc has no trouble doing it. He literally ha- never has any trouble killing people in that game. Well, they, the I can tell you didn't... this. I was
0: I was watching a PUBG tournament and it was they were playing in first person.
3: Yeah, oh, and they oh, were dropping oh, oh. people like nothing. There oh, was nobody oh. in that tournament screaming, I can't hit my target because of programming. They um, were literally car five miles down the road and go full auto and kill a guy in two seconds. Um.
2: So, yeah, so PUBG tournaments are, that's mandatory actually now. There's actually very few there third person.
1: They, they've they always been first person. Hmm. Um. So... I don't know
3: if this game has bots or if these people are... You know what? It's probably just people are terrible because, you know...
0: The game is terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they no, done like, a while ago. Yeah.
3: Whether, whether or not it's terrible or not is not the thing. It's just that people are more... Are like, dude, I told you before, if you played PUBG for two years and then went to another Battle Royal, you will be better than half the people that play that Battle Royal.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: And that, that may sound cocky, but it's the goddamn truth, because they don't... These people don't know how to strategize and move in any kind of strategy at all
2: um yeah the one thing is like with PUBG, like the reason why they don't do third person is because um obviously they decided early on that the being able to look around the corner without someone seeing you was kind of cheating so that's why they only do first person tournaments
0: but if everybody can do it out of the cheating
2: yeah but the point is you get a slight advantage, especially if you catch somebody uh moving to a certain area they're going to, you're going to see them and they're not going to see you mm. Uh, when they should be able to see you because you're exposed you should be exposing yourself if you're looking around a corner but you can look around corners in third
1: person without exposing yourself yeah so that's why tournaments don't allow it Hmm. anyway so a hacker added online multiplayer to a Game Boy version of tetris
2: Uh, pretty much using the uh, mini raspberry pi the pico raspberry pi um that's all he started with anyway um, he made his own breakout board to do this and obviously developed a online interface um, to actually, basically... Because a Game Boy, all it does is when it talks to another one, it becomes the host just like old LAN parties and then gives the information to the other computer or other Game Boy. Um, what's really cool is actually he's selling the board he made. Uh, so you can buy that board and then just buy a Raspberry Pi Pico, solder the Raspberry Pi Pico to it, and boom, you can connect your uh, what do you call it Game Boy to online and play people in a Tetris battle royale.
0: How many people are playing? Like <laughs> probably him. Oh, I
2: don't, I don't know how many people are, I don't know how many people are playing right now or anything. Um, but supposedly he's well, from what he states, this guy. You can obviously have up to like 100 players playing it technically. Wow. I don't know how well I don't know how well it'd work. Um. So.
0: Like against each other. Yeah. Did he have to? Is it the regular Tetris or did he make like a different Tetris game?
2: No, it's just the original Tetris on Game Boy.
0: How do you even know you're playing against somebody though?
2: Okay, so <laughs> like
0: I'm, I'm watching like the video right now. I'm like.
2: So okay, so the way it works is that so when you're playing against one other player right, and with the Game Boy link,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, the other person obviously has to have a copy of Tetris, which you still actually have to have the copy of Tetris in your Game Boy because yes. uh, it still needs the information. So when you link up with a regular one-to-one, it just gives... So the main host Game Boy generates all the Tetraminos, 255 Tetraminos, and says, these are the Tetraminos we're using, and it tells the other Game Boy so that you have an even game. And then it just gives the information back and forth how high your screen is, okay? So it can see who's the winner or loser. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when one person tops out, or if a person hits 30 lines, then that person either wins or loses. And that tells the other game boy, oh, hey, this person hit 30 lines, they win, you lose. Or if this person topped out, it tells the other game boy, hey, they topped out, you win. So all he did was create an interface uh an online interface that you could plug your game boy into the computer and that online interface is going to talk to the raspberry pico uh and that interface is going to give all the information instead of being the host the game boy being the host the online interface is going to be the host and tell all the game boys hey you're going to use these 255 uh tetraminos and that takes in then instead of it sending it back and forth to each game boy that height information gets sent to the online interface which can get distributed against all the game boys to tell them where everybody is. And then if one of those people loses, it'll tell it on their screen, Hey, this person lost or topped out. And if one of those hundred people hits 30 lines before anybody else, then everybody's screen comes up. You've lost. This person has hit 30 lines. They win. Okay. Um, And that's how it works. It's actually really neat and very simplistic actually. It was it's, just a matter it's, it's of some just
0: cool. I like when they bring back old stuff and make something out of it.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely really cool and I have like multiple Game Boys. Um I would love to eventually try this. And I have multiple copies of Tetris. So
3: I don't know <laughs> I how think. I feel about this game. Um I want to say it's hot garbage, but at the same time, <laughs> I have 15 kills.
1: So, yeah, so I
3: kind of feel like I don't care if it's hot garbage no, cuz a... I own these people. You're <laughs>
2: um so the cool thing about the actual board he made um because his original breakout board you actually had to cut up the link cable to actually he soldered it onto his breakout board he made um you don't have to with this you can actually just he has two different uh slots on the board he made you can plug the original link cable in or the uh, no uh newer one with that came with the sp uh not newer but newer than the original which is really cool so it worked with both um, I definitely would love to try this, especially since I have a Game Boy like, and and like go on this like website and try this and play against other people. I'm
0: wondering if he'll be able to make it work so you could uh, there's I know there's like a, a few games that you can play multiplayer on the Game Boy.
2: Yeah, there is <laughs> well, many, it's
1: but...
2: a, Well it's a matter of it's just a matter of writing the game server to control what the host Game Boy would normally be doing. That's all he did. So, and obviously, he did that from basically he backwards made like a backwards compatibility like program from hooking the Game Boy up to an oscilloscope and seeing what was happening to find out what it was actually telling the other Game Boy in the data stream so that he could program a server to tell that same data to all the Game Boys instead of the. Game Boy being the host. Yeah, so it does take a look...
0: There is a lot more than I thought of uh, two-player games with the game link cable. Yeah, there's more than a few. Bomberman. Double Dragon, Pokemon. Double Dragon 2, Double Dragon 3. There's a lot. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Pokey, mm. Pokey, Pokey, Poke, Pokemon. Well, yeah, but those aren't multiplayer, are they? No, yeah, they no, are. I'm just... Pokemon. pokemon,
2: I to, pokemon games. when i used to work at a restaurant i used to always like as i always having a game by with me i'd always used to challenge the dishwasher that was a when i worked at the restaurant it was cool
3: why the hell would you challenge dishwasher?
2: because i had every damn pokemon including mewtwo it's an, an
3: inanimate object you dipshit and i was
2: yeah and yeah
3: <laughs> the dishwasher
2: <laughs> um yeah and i had like every pokemon on my thing including mewtwo so i would just stomp people the
0: dishwasher and the crotch liquor.
2: So, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, four player games with the adapter. Oh, well, with the four player uh, link thing.
2: Wow. Hey, a... we have 99 players now, so
1: how <laughs> about that?
0: Shit. Wave race. I didn't know they made a wave race for a Game Boy. Yep.
1: Yeah, they did. There's a handful.
0: Most of them are Jap- Japan. Jenshiro. Jinsei. Nak- Nakajima Satoru F one (laughs) hero.
3: I think I'm playing against a bunch of people on cell phones, which is why I'm poning (laughs) them.
1: Your fault, not mine. Too bad. Anyway,
2: okay. So, okay. So Steam. We know, like we've talked about, a number of ways you can actually already run Steam either on your Xbox or on your PS4 right now. If you want to,
1: you can even run it on your PS3 if you want to. um. So, there's a few ways to do that. So,
2: but recently, in this uh, statement from Valve, that
1: Steam actually might be coming to councils. So, on Monday, uh, Newell was a guest speaker,
2: I guess, at a college in New Zealand, where he currently lives, obviously. Uh, during the event, he was asked if Valve's Steam would ever bring many games to consoles if those games would, <laughs> or they, would, they were made on PC. In response, Newell said, You will get a better idea by the end of this year, which sparked obviously the audience to go,
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, the comments now actually got, uh, what do you call it? us wondering if Valve is planning to bring Half Life games to consoles. Uh, obviously, last year the company released Half Life. Alex, a PC VR game, uh, into great reviews. Obviously, why are would we, make...
3: Why would anybody care if old Half Life games come to the console?
2: Well, it's like, just that unless Steam. they're
3: making new ones, it's just I don't. Well, that's, obviously
2: that's what people are thinking. Obviously, with Half Life, Alex is that they are working on an actual Half Life three. We hope. So
3: people are people are so desperate for new Half Life that they accept a fucking. VR game.
2: No, that game, game, holy crap. But like I've watched Sony people play that game. Um if I had a VR headset, I'd definitely buy it. It looks really good. Holy crap.
3: Yeah, but it's not Half-Life. People just want Half-Life 3.
2: Okay, yes, but I would still like it's a game set in the Half-Life universe. Like it it looks like a very like a like more than halfway decent VR game. Holy crap. And well, it's so set it in It
0: looks like it plays like Half-Life. I don't it does. It yeah, plays
2: like Half-Life. Do you hear or... the,
3: the quantifiers you're bringing in? It's more... Th- it looks like it's a Half-Life game. I mean, not... No, sorry. It looks like a more than decent freaking, um...
1: VR game. You call
3: it? VR game. All those quantifiers are hilarious that you have to put them in.
2: Yeah, but you have to judge it by something. You can't just judge it on its own merit because it's... Uh, because... The, the, idea that you
3: have, dude, the idea games, that you have to say not, more... The idea not that you have lot. to say more... like You're bringing up the game and saying it looks like a co- competent uh, VR game.
1: But VR like, games so they, are bad.
3: Just because it looks competent doesn't mean it's a great thing. VR games are terrible. It's not hard only, to beat that.
2: The only other game I can think of that even compares to it as like a really decent VR game is the game done by Lapidool Games that we played, uh, Scraper.
0: Yeah, but that's my po- dude, um, know, point, dude. Yeah, the point thing- is most VR games come out as being, uh, like indie indie titles that are very buggy and. That's and my uh, point. If most, most VR games are bad, and well, like, yeah, most VR games are bad. T- Half Life Alyx is, is, like it- is like the AAA title of VR gaming, and that's the yeah, thing. but that's exactly. dude, if most, hey, if most VR games are bad, and
3: you're like, oh well, this one's good, I'm still gonna go. So. Like, does it compete to a normal game, or is it just a good VR game? But since it's already ter- since it's terrible, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just better than the other trash VR games we get. Well, no, but you well, can't as like far,
0: p- as far as I've seen, Half Life Alex is really good. Like,
1: yeah, it's good. Um, and you so can't you like, compare. So you don't like
0: need that. to add those
3: quantifiers of well, it's a decent VR game. You could say it's a decent game if it's good, and mm-hmm. not say well, it's a decent VR game.
0: Yeah, so but you're, you can't, you're, like... you're meaning it's a, well, for a VR game, it's good. Yeah, if, well, you're, like, saying, yeah.
3: <laughs> if you're saying it's a decent VR game, I'm going to say, so? I want a decent game.
2: Yeah. yeah, but, like, you can't go, like, you can't, like, that's like comparing, like, the Victrex to, like, a Super Nintendo. Like, you can't do that. Yes, <laughs> that you can! Make... No, you can't. Yes, can. you can!
3: Dude, if I want a new Half-Life and you give me a good VR game, but it's still just a good VR game, I damn well can go, well, you didn't make a good game. You made a fucking VR game.
2: <laughs> no, but they did make a good game, though. Um, as far as, like, for on that platform, VR is its own platform, and it's probably single-handedly in, like, the top, if not the best, VR game out there. Um, it,
3: every VR game I've played has been bad, so I don't care that they made the best of the bad. I need uh, a, go- a game that's so good that you don't need to claim VR th- that. Like, I need a, a game that you just go, it's one of the best games I've played. Not, it's one of the best VR games i played, so I'm just going to fucking laugh at you because you played a shitty VR game and told me it was great.
2: Um, the only other game I actually can say, that other game, uh, what was that game we played that you have, Bazinga, that's a shooter a ro- uh, robot?
0: Robo Recall.
2: Robo Recall, okay. That would easily be, like, I think the best VR game I've played if it wasn't for the teleportation. Uh-huh. Like, because I love the like visuals of that game, um, how the movement worked with the guns and all that stuff, it was really good,
0: yeah. But,
2: um, but they, the teleportation at that, time, was like, at that
0: time, they still didn't have a way to keep you from getting motion sickness,
2: yeah. No, I know, and they still are obviously yeah. de- uh, battling with that.
0: Now they're thinking it could be like, like we said before, the Hertz, like if you get like 120, 120 frames a second or whatever, you might get a better, less motion, yeah. Which they're, they're saying I, that the uh the PlayStation 5, the, the new VR is going to be really good, I guess. I don't know, 4K or something. I but hope
1: so,
3: because I have not played a single VR game I like. To the hmm. point where I haven't even touched my PlayStation VR in a while.
0: The only um, one I liked on PlayStation was that freaking, that that demo that they should have made a game of. The freaking, uh, the bank robbery heist thing.
3: Yeah that, oh, was, yeah, that was fun, but again, fun for VR, which yeah, again is my point saying well it's good, good for vr i'm just gonna laugh and go okay so it's bad it's like, well, <laughs> the whole oh, vr has been so bad that i don't oh, like, eh. you know i don't fucking care that it's good for vr
0: if everything about it has been bad yeah because like uh johnny and uh ben both have uh the uh the quest too and it's okay it's it's like using mine without the, hooked up to a computer but uh just it's like all the games you can get are just so god i don't even know <laughs> i have not explain it it's so they're just so
3: so update easy. 22 kills nine mech kills first place yeah this is a great this is a great <laughs> battle royal you know for budget mobile battle royals it's pretty good
2: <laughs> i think personally steam it there's a chance for one if it comes to consoles it will have very limited capacity for what games you can actually play on there.
3: Yeah, that's the thing well, I don't yeah.
2: understand. People um, have, people thinking
3: then... that Steam is coming to consoles. You realize that they'd have to revolutionize like programming for that to work, right? Hang on a second. Um, and
2: then second, like, or they're just planning on putting the Steam Link app on next-gen consoles.
0: That's what I was going to say. Which is
2: most likely which is probably exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing is though like I don't know.
3: Like people they they'd are, have like, to dude, they would literally have to invent a whole new way to program. You can't just bring Steam, which is nothing more than a storefront and an API to a console and then load every game and have them work on it.
0: Like yeah, that's well, uh, I it no, it no, no, you Steam link it they can.
2: Yeah, you steamlink it. Yeah, you
3: you'd have to do something like that. Yeah
2: um so like for instance like steam it's just an api but like the way it works right now you would have like for instance you can set it to show windows games uh show like linux games show mac games show all of them um you can whatever category you want or you can make your own little categories and stuff like that you can customize it the way you want um it would generate a new like version like oh here are the games that are available for xbox oh here are the games that are available for playstation um and all and individual developers the individual developers just like for instance like linux versions windows versions and mac versions uh those are individual versions of those games that are actually available on steam under one heading and depending on what way you filter it that's the version you see uh, and that's what it would do if they actually did this. You'd have to set it to a fourth version now or a fifth version of Xbox or PlayStation, and then you'd be able to see what titles are available to download and play that are actually programmed and ready to download and okay, play. stop.
1: Stop. Because you're,
3: you're, you're skipping over the most important thing and you're just diatribing about it. If that was the case, why would either one of those companies allow a store that would compete directly with their store onto the system? unless it brought over its entire library no one sony's not going to go sure bring steam over where they can buy the same games they can buy from us on your storefront so that entire argument you just made is completely blown out of the out of the river because no one's opening up another store that's like opening up a GameStop inside a GameStop. well
2: okay so the one way to actually think about this so um, for instance, like I'll give an example for PS4 Because PS5 and PS4 are not too different uh, As far as programming goes The way it actually operates in the background They're not different They're running both the same version of Linux um, In the background So And the same thing with Xbox I think the OS they're using is fairly similar to their last OS um, I don't know a whole lot about it So I won't speak on it But the PS4 and PS5 do run the exact same Operating system pretty much Um, It's the same version of Linux, which is an open source version of Linux that you can download. Um, And that can actually, if you run that straight, um, if you sideload Steam onto PS4 right now, any title that's available uh, with Linux, or if you download the Proton mod on Steam, which you can if you just install Steam on a Linux machine, you can run pretty much any single game on Steam on Linux machine right now. and it, Proton works amazing. Proton has gone leaps and bounds for uh, porting. They, our... You're
3: changing the argument. Well, no, I'm, made, saying
1: the, no I'm saying the, the argument.
3: Now. You made the argument that they could run, that they could have a storefront that only features games that, are, that run on PS4. I tell you that that would mean that they literally are telling people to sell, stu- sell stuff on a different storefront on their own storefront which would make no sense. And now you're changing it to, well, it runs off Linux, so it could run any game they want.
2: Well, pretty much,
3: but you're changing the argument. The argument is it's not worth doing.
0: If it's going to compete, that's like the whole Epic games issue where like they want to get money on their app. If every single
3: game on PS4 and PS5, If they've made a curated uh, Steam that only showed games that run on PS4 and PS5 on the the PlayStation, you would look at it and go, that means all those games are available on PlayStation already. And they're all at that store. So who the fuck at Sony would allow them to do that? Oh, yeah. No, no. Because then they're 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 getting – they're cutting – yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, they're you... cutting their self out of the goddamn market. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no.
2: And that's like the end game. Obviously, that's why it won't happen. Um, because it won't. It'll be what Unless they'll get. Unless
3: you can figure out a way where every game that comes out on Steam could run on these systems, and then that would be a win because that the bonus to it would be we have the biggest library in the world now. That would be the big thing. Well, they
2: actually they the thing is though can they can, that's what I'm saying. Um at the core But of they it,
3: really can't. You're talking about something that would require god-awful amounts of programming to do.
2: No, no, it wouldn't. The reason why is because I already know this from the PS4 and it's running the same operating system on the PS5. Um, and I, the PS4 from testing can run pretty much any
1: Steam game out there. So, it is possible.
3: Then you uh. have to figure out, then you have to have uh, support for keyboards, support for mouse, because controllers aren't going to work with every game you're playing. Yeah, it' there's so much more shit that would have to go into it. And well, then you'd probably have issues with crashing and all sorts of bugs and stuff that could crush oh yeah, the that, hard drive. Well, of like, course, people don't yeah. understand. Putting Steam yeah. on this system, the only way you're doing it is if you're streaming them. You cannot install these games on these systems. No, no, because no. Because you run right. the risk of really screwing up the software in the system.
0: Well, it says oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it says it is thing, it says uh, Gabe Newell made the comment with a talk, uh, New Zealand College earlier this week. However, he adds, it won't be the answer you expect.
2: Oh no, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the steam. Then link.
0: all this is speculation and a waste of time.
3: <laughs> well, no, it's
2: <laughs> a, it's gonna be Steam links, but it's also gonna about it. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, it's gonna clarify I feel like exactly why they won't put actual full steam. And the main reason, what it comes down to, what you, know, you were talking about, it's the money aspect. Xbox Store and the PlayStation Store are not going to allow a competitor. Um,
3: Xbox might because mm-hmm. they're making no num money on their xbox platform. okay
2: well that's a whole nother argument, they're, they're, but... their,
3: their shit was just released they roll it all into the windows platform mm-hmm. because microsoft itself the xbox division itself is burning money and it's been burning money for a long time yeah, yeah yeah and it's that's why it's rolled into like overall profits under the other line so that people can't look and go well they lost money they lose money every year they're like they go <laughs> microsoft revenue up yeah okay right. what about xbox they don't mention the Xbox numbers. Mm.
0: Yeah. It could also mean that cause like I'm reading they're talking about VR a lot in this. It might be they might be able to port over their VR games.
2: Yeah, or something. Um, but it's mostly going to be just steam like I think.
0: But the thing that I, that gets me going is it says suggest Steam games are coming to consoles. It doesn't oh, seem like prob- Steam itself is coming to consoles. That they're probably
3: like I said, unless they're gonna do like hey, you guys now have the ability to stream games easily, we're gonna allow people to stream these games. But it sounds to me more like the reporter is just doing what they they do every time yeah he opens his mouth. And, and it that also is says messing.
0: another possibility they're preparing they could be preparing Steam link. Cause I I think you could get a Steam uh Steam Link on some TVs, too. yeah
2: that's all you do and you can get on android tv you can get on android tv um i think there's a way to sideload it on roku's now too and fire sticks um so yeah
1: but anything with android pretty much if you
0: didn't need to keep your computer on it'd be okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, that's the thing
2: okay we have reached the ending of the gaming portion of the podcast we're gonna move on to technology pop culture the like we're gonna get into a lot of fun stuff with Obviously, what's happening with Top Gun, we're going to get into two nanometer like, holy crap, dies. That's just insane. That's just so, so, so tiny. Um, Fabric with circuits in them. Pretty much, literally, fabric that is circuits. uh, And Volkswagen making electronic automaton vehicles. Um,
3: So. Who cares? The economy will be dead before any of that comes along. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Glass half empty, guy over here. Anyway,
3: Nate, glass half empty. Can you hire anybody?
2: Um, well, that's because our other...
3: warehouse is down three hundred people, and they can't hire anybody because they're getting paid better to stay home and do nothing.
2: Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's a whole other. Which we got into actually a few weeks ago.
3: Anyway, and uh, and that's causing a massive hike in inflation.
2: Oh yeah, I know, uh, I know. Yeah. Well, um, gas prices. Well, that's dead. Oh, if,
3: if you can even buy gas, because it's fucking missing.
2: <laughs> anyway.
3: Good job, Biden. You shut down the oil pipeline, and now we have no gas.
2: <laughs>
3: Let's. Okay,
2: so as we move on to technology, pop culture. What in the heck has I already been checking out this week? Have you, have you
3: watched Legacy. something? What? I watched all of Jupiter's Legacy.
2: Jupiter's Legacy. That was that the new show on Netflix.
3: Yes. I watched it all in two days. It was excellent. I'm excited to see the next season, and the reviewers are lying and full of shit.
2: Okay. So why aren't you a reviewer?
3: (laughs) Because I don't feel like typing. And I know that's trying to be condescending, Nate, because I get on you about reviewers, too, but I take the time to read, and I can tell when people are full of shit when they make statements that are factually false. Not something opinion-based, but like when you say by the end of the first episode, I was compl- I was confused, and, and I didn't understand what was going on. And I'm like, how so? And then you read on, and it's like, I couldn't tell what time period I'm in. And I'm like, how the fuck can you not tell the difference between 19- 1920s costume and aesthetic, and 2020s costume and aesthetic? Like, you're flat out lying, or you're mentally retarded. <laughs> yeah, pretty really much. There's yeah. literally no way you can confuse clothing from the 1920s and clothing from 2020 so when a reviewer says that i'm like you have no clue what you're talking about do you yeah that's pretty difficult you were playing you were like playing on your phone while you were watching this while you were watching this weren't you
0: (laughs) (laughs) they were writing the review while they were watching it
3: yeah (laughs) pretty much a lot of reviews didn't understand what it was what the show was about like they spend a lot of time complaining about it not being cheery and uplifting. That's good. Yeah, because the show was not meant to be that. It's, it's about a family who is kind of dysfunctional because the father was never there because he was a superhero. He's like Superman. So instead of like he tried to hang out with his kids, but he would constantly hear people's lives at like dying and he'd have to rush out to try and save people's lives. So he's a terrible parent, and then the kids try to live up to his legacy, and they end up becoming fucked up. There's, like, no clear good in this show. And these reviewers are just like, it's terrible because there's not sunshine and happiness. Not everything's Marvel, you douche.
2: Yeah, it doesn't need to be Marvel. Marvel sucks.
1: <laughs> not all of it. Guardians mm-hmm. of Galaxy is cool, but there's a reason. Yeah. I don't know about that. Anyway. <laughs>
3: if you if you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy, then you're just trying to be edgy.
1: <laughs>
3: they're meant that's to good. be entertaining and funny and they are entertaining
1: and fun- funny. Funny. Yeah. They're not trying to be dark and screwing it up. Well, that's a whole other problem. Anyway. <laughs> you know, they're not they're not edgy like DC trying to be
3: and then screwing it up with like the new suicide squad
2: actually which he said that actually um at the end of that movie i guess the next suicide squad most of them die i was like "Ooh, who cares i might, I might have watched they, you watch that
3: <laughs> i don't care if they all die they could all die gruesomely if the whole time they're smiling and making jokes i don't think you don't they understand the dc
1: universe yeah but i don't think they will with uh what's his face doing it um Okay, I can't think it was Aim. Snyder. No,
0: Snyder's not doing it. No. Snyder. Well, not, not Snyder. Doing not Snyder. It. James James Gunn is doing this one. James
3: Gunn, sorry. That's yeah, fine. you're right. They're definitely not the it's definitely not gonna be family friendly and funny with James Gunn, the guy who made Guardians of the Galaxy doing it.
2: Well yeah, but that's under like the guise of like how Disney wants Marvel done. That's the difference.
3: Well he's all is it like the, Guardians three too? You mean like the trailer? You mean like the trailer that, that took D C and dark and made it into Guardians of the Galaxy, the trailer for Suicide Squad? <laughs> because if you watch the trailer, it's literally Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy. And again, I like Guardians, but I don't want my Suicide Squad to just be a rip-off of them, and that's exactly what the trailer was.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know.
3: So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where you get this like faith in James Gunn because this guy is not
1: a great director. Yeah. He's not, like, obviously a fair or anything, but, I mean, he's better than some people. But that's whole discussion. <laughs> yeah, he's
3: oh. better than a, quite a lot of people. Uh, a, someone by the name of Whedon.
2: Oh, well, okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, he's like, obviously light years ahead of him.
3: No, hold it, hold it, though. Because you're saying that because Whedon's a douche. I'm telling you that because Whedon's always been bad, and you people have pretended he was good. With that shitty freaking. Buffy the
1: Vampire Slayer. Hey, that is good. No, that show <laughs> is terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any. So, anyway, Bazinga. I haven't watched anything.
0: No. Nope. <laughs> I've, I've, like I said, I've been so exhausted from work, I've just been laying in bed. <laughs> Ooh. Watching YouTube. I have, I have heard that they might be coming out with a new Donkey Kong game, but they're not gonna call it Donkey Kong Country because the company that's making it doesn't wanna use that name. And uh oh, to always branch out though. I and mean, Sega Sega's trying to make a comeback and there there might be a new Sonic game. Hopefully not a port or a remake, more of a Well, yeah, hope
3: Dude, If Sonic if they wanna make a comeback, just do some of their old games. Give me a full fledged Pixel art golden golden axe. Ooh. Golden Give me a axe. pixel art fa- fantasy star game. It's not that freaking hard to do. Yeah, every day it's the same thing.
2: Altered Beast,
3: but just the no, Altered Beast was terrible.
0: <laughs> that game is terrible.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, especially if you played it on the Master System one, because there was like oh, two different versions, right? <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, the shit version.
3: I, it's just odd to me because every time so uh, Sega's like we're coming back to do some shit and it's like we're announcing another Sonic game and I'm like, can you stop? You you've been tricked by by your fan base into believing that people care about Sonic. People well, don't
0: care about Sonic. Well, they were they were saying like whenever they come out with a new Sonic game it's like called Sonic this Sonic that. The, the way they will they'll, they'll might be able to bring it back is if they come out with maybe Sonic Adventure 3 because Sonic Adventure, I guess those were good games. No, no Sonic games were good. In your opinion.
3: That's the problem. But we know you hate I Sonic. Pl- Dude, Sonic 1 was okay. But Sonic games in general were basically the same shit every game. They were never the mind-blowing game that people think they are. And I mm-hmm. don't understand why people pretend that they are. Like actually, it Sonic,
2: doesn't. Sonic Colors is actually pretty good. No, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> no, it was, it was actually pretty
1: good. Uh, I Sonic, feel like the people Sonic who love Mania, Sonic.
3: The Sonic Mania isn't bad.
1: Yeah, I feel like not, the people who love either.
3: Sonic are the people who didn't own Super Nintendo's until later. So they got crappy Sonic, and everybody else was playing the best platformer of the era, Super Mario World. And so these well, yeah. people are like, I love Sonic. It's the best. It's kind of like how people think say, like, Virtual Fighter is better than Tekken, and I go, did you play Tekken? Because it's not. It's, <laughs> there's some things about Virtual Fighter that are good, but it's floaty and slow, and Tekken is a far better game. It oh, always yeah, yeah, has yeah. been. A far there, better fighting there,
2: game. There are some technicalities that Virtual Fighter did better, but, in overall, no. <laughs>
3: it's, it's like, these same people, the people that say Daytona USA is the best racing game of the time frame, and I'm like, did you play Gran Turismo? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, No, not really, dude. But, it's, it's like you know, it's it's Daytona USA. So you couldn't afford an, uh, a PlayStation.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, these are all probably the same people like watching paint dry or grass grow.
3: Like, because that's that how entertaining that game is. No, that's the thing. If you if you played <laughs> Daytona USA and only Daytona USA, you'd be like, wow, these games are cool. Or Cruise USA, but yeah, these games are great. If those are the ones you played. But if you mm. had played, freaking um. Gran Turismo at that time, you would either hate it because it's too hard for you so you're going to pretend to hate it, you know how people are. Like I hate the I hate PUBG because it's it's bad. No, you hate it because you're bad at it. But mm. the those games do not compete with Gran Turismo. No. They just don't. No, they don't. They don't and these people would pretend that they did all the time.
2: Not even close, Daytona. I don't I, know. I, don't know. I, don't I don't... sound
3: like I'm a Sega hater. I'm not, dude. I, I love I Fantasy don't... Star, Shining Force. You know, a lot of the Shining games. I love a lot of Sega games.
2: Oh, Virtual Racing is better than Daytona. Christ, my God, the game was just terrible. Oh, <laughs> it's anyway. just it,
3: like I said. It's it, I feel like nostalgia, rose-tinted glasses, and what you owned or what you got to play first yeah. is diluting your your ideal. It's kind of like people trying to tell me that Boldar's Gate is better than half the Final Fantasy games. I've played Boldars Gate. No, it's fucking not.
2: No, Baldur's Gate. Or
3: like not. saying um,
2: Not that challenging.
3: Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic which is a good game but claiming that that game is somehow one of the best RPGs ever made no, I can no, name off no. 10 RPGs it's that are game. far better than that game off the top of my head in under a minute.
2: No, there's never been a Star Wars RPG that has the level of a decent JRPG out there. There's never. There's not one.
3: No, they're, they're good games. They're just um, not yeah. as great as... Yeah. But I guess it's because you use your mind to make the stuff. So, like, it, because it's so open world and open-ended and the storyline is not as important, you're allowed
1: to use your mind to create the story and maybe you just make it better than it is. Hmm. But I don't know. People need to sit down and take their rose-colored glasses off when it comes to certain shit. You no. Know. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, um, I can definitely say, like, I
2: really like the show. Debris oh, is yeah. really it is easily one of the best shows like that have been coming out. Did you um, see the last
0: but, one yet? The no, I haven't. No, it's like a two-parter.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check out. I'll, I'll eventually catch up to that. Um, and manifest so far, I like this last third season. The only problem with like manifest is that it is a like, what is it like network show? It's like CBS or oh, it's one of those stations and channels. So they play a little too safe at times, which really drives you up a wall. But what it is though, it's a good show though. The overall core like arc is actually pretty good. That's what I mostly like about it. So the one thing though, I would want to get into so. A lot of people remember, like, I don't know how long that ago was. That was actually almost like a year and a half ago that we did a review for this keyboard, the Humara, uh, the k 55 by Red Dragon. It's easily one of the best keyboards you can buy out there. And if, obviously, pay attention to our review, it's still up there on YouTube. Um, it comes in black and white and RGB and non-RGB. Uh, Grim actually has my one that was in that video right now, which is the non-RGB with blue switches, blue Cali switches.
1: I like to thank
3: you for the gift. It's covered with Cheetos.
2: (laughs) Well, after you see what I do with this kill. So I've been getting pretty heavy into the modded keyboard scene since I got this keyboard. Obviously, you can see it's modded since then, too. Um, This is probably one of the best keyboards I've ever bought. The ducky one two mini uh with hyper x linear switches in it
3: uh, the ducky
2: and it has uh the ym it has ymdk ymdk um double shot uh keycaps on it now so and it is like super smooth um
1: so obviously but the one thing i think i could add to it obviously is uh like to lube it up a little bit but uh, um but the one thing well so everyone else know here anybody hear that or no no you can't hear that
0: nope no okay
2: (laughs) so that sound test well that shows actually how quiet that keyboard actually. um well how quiet the new switches are on the so those are the current switches they're actually using with the Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, uh, which are Red Odimu switches. Um, and I'm going to be adding in our video, um, I'm going to show you how you, we're going to pretty much make this into a very decent custom keyboard. Um, that's right up there in the level with like really decent keyboards are right, around $500 or more
0: oh wow so how much is this oh,
2: gonna cost altogether um it's not gonna cost that much so this keyboard obviously was 25 bucks which is why i jumped on buying it and mm-hmm. thought of the idea um so i ordered a pack of 200 switches of Odinmu uh brown switches um a pack of 200 which was only like i think it was uh 19 bucks or something like that for a pack of 200 so, uh, switches obviously, I'm not going to need 200 to do a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like one of the cheapest ways I can get them, I guess you could say. Uh, um, so because they're only like 19 cents a switch.
0: And that yeah. could that particular keyboard, you can change out the switches.
2: Any keyboard, you can change out switches. Just. Not- um, but <laughs> but the difference with this is like I could do it with any keyboard, but for one, this is 25, and it has a hot swappable <laughs> PCB.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, so like I probably still would have done it if it wasn't hot swapable PCB because it was 25 bucks and I could still do it. Would, would uh, you have
0: to solder it in that case?
2: Yeah, but that's fairly easy though. It's just uh. so, so this has I think 90 keys. Um, it would be, yeah, I mean, 180 solder points, which isn't that bad.
0: Okay.
2: Um, it's that's not you. too bad. It's all you. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, uh, the most time consuming is obviously going to be. And probably one of the most expensive, because uh, those switches actually were fairly cheap. And I ordered a set of keycaps, uh, but they were fairly cheap, but they're coming from uh, Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Uh, I think the cable is coming from Shenzhen. Uh, USB-C breakout cable, braided.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah those-
2: um, it's coming, is coming from Shenzhen. Um, and there is just a delay on the, because I ordered a breakout board, a USB-C breakout board, because I'm going to convert this into a USB-C uh keyboard as well Mm -hmm. so instead of having a cable running from it it's going to have a USB-C, yeah i mean cable you can plug into it at any time so you can make it like a portable keyboard yeah so people you can take it where you want a lot easier yeah which is really uh really cool which is fairly simple like which is cool they sell you can just find breakout boards and they're fairly popular like i was i had to wait like i'm it doesn't ship till like the end of this month um because they sell out so fast the breakout amazon um so and i'm planning actually going on with a steampunk theme Mm -hmm. because the keycaps i actually ordered were uh round keycaps with silver lining okay so it's gonna be pretty neat so yeah because i'm gonna spray paint the main plate the pc not the pcb but the switch plate i'm gonna spray paint obviously a silver color the outside is gonna be kind of a bronze um i might add some other kind of aesthetic to it whatnot um but the one thing that's going to take a while is um, and probably one of the most expensive things, it's not uh, actually. I found it fairly cheap, it was only $12 for five milliliters of crytox, uh, 205 uh zero grade,
1: which is uh, lubricant for what? For the switches. I
0: didn't know you need lubricant for switches,
2: yeah, you need lubricant, that's the difference. So, um, like one thing if you notice mechanical keyboard is a cheap mechanical keyboard, you'll feel like a scratchiness or something like that when you're typing, or like it won't feel like smooth, I guess you could say, really. It won't feel like the keys like move like very like like fluid. Like they don't like you can feel like there's a very distinct difference in it. Mm. Um and actually I'll show you obviously that you can see the difference because 'cause I'll actually when we do this video, I'm um, obviously gonna bring my duck keyboard to really show a comparison and stuff. Um to and we're obviously gonna do a before and after shot as well. Um, of how different this keyboard is going to be once it's done, um, because it is going to be like butter smooth. Um, I'm also going to do the band aid stabilizer mod on this thing as well. Uh to just get rid of any rattle from the sp- uh, from all the stabilizers.
0: Are you gonna put like those little elastics in it?
2: No, no, no. Those are those are sw- the those are switch dampeners. You know, I'm not gonna do that. Okay. That's for that's for people that like I don't even know. That really, like, super quiet, like, they want, like, no, I don't know, response from their keyboard. I don't even know. I'm not sure who those are for. <laughs> I couldn't oh. tell you. Not for me. Not for me, anyway. Uh, no, the switch band, the stabilizer band-aid is actually allows you to, you put it inside the ends of the stabilizers where the stabilizer wire goes to just distort any rattle from, like, your space bar, your shift bar, your inter key, uh, stuff like that. Because those all need stabilizers so yeah so we're gonna obviously do that i actually could have gotten ordered different stabilizers but the stabilizers that come with the red dragon are actually not that bad um so which is actually decent so yeah this is going to be like it's like less than a hundred dollars and it's going to be
1: like up there with like the quality of a 500 hundred dollar keyboard so and the reason why i said
2: grim might be kind of jealous of because i will actually have enough to do multiple keyboards um, because I already like that pack of 200 switches, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the one daunting task is actually taking apart every single switch and lubing them. Yeah. Is going to take about three hours.
3: Oh, wow. I bet you um, like to lube it up, don't
2: you? <laughs> um, the reason why is because it's like 90 switches. Um, even if like you couldn't like. Okay, at uh, best case scenario if you lube a switch in a minute, <laughs> which would be pretty hard. <laughs> um that's still only 60 keys in an hour. So, and it's going to take longer than a minute. It's going to take like 2 minutes to do a switch, maybe 3 at most. Um times 90, so it's it takes a while. So, to lube every single switch. But it's all worth it in the end though because it actually makes the the obviously the actuation just feel like butters when you're typing. So, and this is already is a great keyboard. Like that's the thing about this. Like these people on our YouTube with their Element keyboard, you people, <laughs> you <laughs> it's people. The greatest,
0: it's the greatest keyboard I've ever used. What are you talking about? I, I yeah. Oh man,
2: I don't know what the polling rate on that thing was. It's probably um, a thousand. I think it name. was. Re- I think it was rated at a thousand, but it isn't a thousand. There's no way. Um, this keyboard, the Kumara, is a thousand, and it you can tell. It responds really quickly. It's like, I mean, it's really decent response time. Uh, Red Dragon makes decent products. If it was um, easy to
0: get, I would grab it and look at it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: this is in the cabinet, but it's behind everything else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but... Yeah, but other than that,
2: though, so it's going to be, yeah, you know I mean, a really cool video and it's going to show people what they've done. There's actually other people that have done the same mod actually already, but obviously, we're going to do our own variant on it. Um, and it's going to be really cool. Um, so and the people out there on our YouTube channel, if you guys really need to get a better keyboard or if you really want to feel bad about yourself, go look at the custom keyboard scene and you're going and go, Oh wow, I don't much know much about keyboards, do I?
0: It's, it's, I can't believe some are that expensive. I've seen. It, I'm like, wow, 400 um, Jesus.
2: Um, no. Well, that's just in general. Like, some PC, just PCBs alone
1: are $600. Just the PCB. <laughs> that's um. Insane.
0: What's it made out uh, Like, why is it so expensive?
1: It's
2: a lot of. It's the name. A lot of times, it's the name. Wow. Um. Uh, most of the time, they're really actually no better and no worse. Um. And it really comes down to what it really comes down to is actually the case um, and how the case is put together and the pl- uh, plate and the stuff like that. And it really comes down to how like smooth the keyboard operates in the end. That's what it comes down to. So. Um, and like it depends, like some switches are way more expensive, like most switches are around 25 cents a switch. unless you're getting holy pandas, which are like on holy average. Pandas holy pandas which are nice switches they're really cool switches they're really cool they're like they're really good brown switches i guess you could say but they're like holy pandas so they're like a yellowish white um uh but they're really cool switches like they're silent and they're tactile like super tactile but they're silent which is cool so it's like a blue switch uh but no noise which is kind of it's really nice um but the problem is they're like i think around 65 cents a switch which is super expensive
0: oh, yeah well it adds up when you got what 90
2: yeah yeah it's uh around 30 dollars for a pack of 36 so it's a little <laughs> ridic- yeah it's uh, yeah that those get that gets a little pricey mm-hmm. so um maybe one day they'll come down in price at some point they recently they only recently just came out that's why though too so so everybody thinks it's the rage so
0: Maybe we could ty- try some time-lapsing with this video.
2: Oh, we're definitely going to do some time-lapsing with <laughs> with the lubing of the... Holy crap. Yeah. Which, actually, if anybody wants to look at the custom keyboard scene, I found this YouTuber I've been watching. Uh, he's actually really funny. Uh, his name is YouTube's glasses, and it's spelled with an R. So... If you were to say it in American English, it would be grasses. Glack, glack, oh. grasses. or or I don't even know. But it's just glasses, technically. Okay. But with an R. I don't know. It's weird. But he's funny, though. He's really funny. And he actually knows a lot about keyboards, which is
0: cool. So.
2: And obviously, the best-known keyboard I've ever used, I'm sure a lot of people are going, oh, what about Tejo? Yes, Tejo is probably the most famous YouTuber out there with custom keyboards. I know who he is. Don't try to tell me. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) let's get into this topic. Uh, So IBM's first two nanometer chip previews the processors of tomorrow. So IBM's real. What it says are the world's first two nanometer processor chips, giving a brief preview of the technology that might eventually power the smartphones, laptops, and gadgets of tomorrow's future. So the big jump here is the transistor count. Uh, compared to today's seven nanometer chips, the new IBM technology features dramatic, blah, blah, talk. <laughs> dramatically more transistors. Uh, thanks to the more compact design, that means chips built using this processor can potentially offer big gains in performance and battery life. IBM says its two-managed chips are projected to achieve 45% higher performance or 75% lower energy use than seven nanometer. Um it'll feature two nanometer chips will feature three hundred and thirty-three million transistors per square millimeter.
0: That shit does not compute. <laughs> I just don't understand That's, I don't understand how you have that many things in a chip.
2: That is a lot. That is a real lot. Considering that they would have like when computers were first being made, they had like a wall, like the size of a building that only had like a few hundred. Yeah, transistors. <laughs> now we have chips two millimeters that have three hundred thirty-three million transistors per square millimeter. Holy crap! We have come far.
0: Whew. I just I don't understand it. <laughs> it's so small.
1: Mm.
0: Like you could see them when the when you, what you're saying on the wall. <laughs> oh yeah, you could see each individual one. Yeah. <laughs> holy
2: crap these you can't see unless you have a microscope a very powerful microscope uh, so so it says while it all sounds great uh, to remember that IBM's 2 manor chip is largely just a proof of concept and that processors built on a 2 uh node are still likely years away so obviously this is just more like proof of concept of it's actually possible you can do it uh, and I'm sure, like, Intel and AMD has their own people researching how to... I think they're probably going to do 5 nanometer first. Mm. Um, and then years from then, they'll get into 2 nanometer. So...
0: I'm just surprised IBM is doing that. They're, they're like... What is IBM now?
2: IBM's mostly because they've gotten out of, like, years ago, they've gotten out of the consumer scene.
0: Yeah, because they sold um, to Lenovo or something like that.
2: Well, yeah Lenovo does actually own the name and stuff, um, but just in general, like um the stuff branded with i b m like i b m think like lenovo i b m kind of thing but the main like their main goal is like with industry, really in data like you know what i mean stuff like that, like data mining and data saving and data recording and like big business like data processing um stuff like that they're all. You know what I mean they don't really build things on like a very like small scale anymore, except for obviously making two nanometer.
0: Yeah. And then their their computer thing.
2: Yeah. Like and obviously yeah and like the Lenovo line obviously is their consumer line now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which Lenovo has kept up like the ThinkPad line, which is really cool. Those are like some of the best laptops you can still find today.
0: For business. They do make a few uh, gaming laptops and stuff like that.
1: Mm. Let's see here. Lenovo. Mm. Oh, it's a Chinese company. Mm. In Hong Kong. And they have a headquarters in North Carolina. Yeah, so that's obviously ah, here a heap. Here we go.
0: 99 to 2010, IBM purchase and sale of smartphone division. hmm I see. There it is. They acquired IBM's personal computer business in 2005, including ThinkPad and tablets. Yeah. For $1.25 billion.
2: Yep. But like I said before, being IBM is mostly for a big industry now.
0: You heard so. about you heard about uh what was it Verizon they sold uh Yahoo and uh AOL Well
2: you mean uh well AOL is not AOL it's called Oath it was rebranded like 6 years ago to Oath
0: Well you can still go to aol.com
2: No I know but I'm saying the company that is AOL is now called Oath uh um which is AOL and Time Warner like together kind of th- I don't even know
0: anyway Well Verizon owned them
2: yeah, I know Verizon owned them at the yeah. Because they bought out Time Warner and everybody else, that's why. Ah oh, yeah. Um so Well they sold them to who? Uh
0: Verizon, so to Apollo Funds. It's part of a five billion deal for Verizon Media. Huh. They will retain a ten percent stake in the company.
1: Yeah. Huh. Oh,
0: interesting.
2: Wonder what they're gonna do with it. Who knows? not much you can do with it but yeah
0: but i'm wondering if because because they're having this they have a stake in it they can't uh anyway um so touch it like do anything
2: get into this so future fabric meets cutting edge textiles that could redefine wearable tech um so for a stretch of approximately a century and a half obviously this whole I'm not going to get into the history of textiles but this is what it, this article does you well know? needing to get into a history of textiles um anyway so the material is fundamentally based on fabrics george sun uh next ceo and co-founder told digital trends we still use polyester which is still uh we use nylon we can still use cotton leather but we make them a conductive conductive so um and obviously, you can see from this like little demo here, this little picture, um, that's a circuit board, literally within inside a piece of fabric, a piece of textile. Um, so, and NexTiles uh, was founded in two thousand eighteen, backed by Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, um, and the National Science Foundation. Um, so, has some, actually some pretty big names backing us, actually, and it is actually going to bring like. Like, for instance, like, instead of having, like, your smartwatch or your smartwatch to actually be enhanced by this, actually. Uh, there was a great documentary, actually, a while ago about wearable, like, fabrics and stuff, um, where it would enhance things. You could even have it on your phone. Like, instead of having your smartwatch, you could, like, go running. Your shirt would have circuitry in it, and so would your pants or your shorts or whatever, um, and then it would give all that data your heart rate all that stuff back to your phone's database that's tracking all that stuff and you can look at it and you mean look at all your readings and it would actually be a little more accurate because you collect it from like all of your body instead of just your wrist it would actually get a more combination it actually could take in obviously like how much sweat your body is dissipating how much I mean, how's your body temperature? All these little factors could actually factor in. It'd be huge for health-wise. But the other problem is a lot of this information is going to go, obviously, back to your health care provider as well, most likely. (laughs) So, um, and that's the darker side of it, I guess you could say. But on the other end, um, wearable fabrics would be, it'd be a whole bunch of things. Um, Possible, like, mini, like, fabric screens and things. Who knows?
0: That would be interesting
2: you could have a smart shirt with a tiny screen on it or something who knows
0: why are you watching your stomach oh, oh i'm, I'm watching neat. uh the latest episode of uh you know Manifest. Uh,
2: smart fabrics is yeah it definitely seems revolutionary and obviously you can look here um in their other part of this article where it shows like kind of their idea where they have a bluetooth battery on the like back of the elbow yeah uh And then obviously the threads and sensors going down to your elbow. Um, And then obviously any fabric, obviously on the rest of the shirt, uh, to record obviously other bits of data and stuff. And obviously you see the printout below it of them actually starting to make some of these things. And like I was saying, you can see like the actual printout onto your phone of all the data coming into your phone uh, below it. And obviously they have knee cuffs and shirts and bracers and yeah all this technology uh which is really cool um which is actually really great for people that are really into
1: obviously fitness and tracking every little thing their body does my headphones came up anyway so yeah i can't wait to see like obviously this is gonna be a huge feature this is like, I wonder where it will go. Well, obviously, it's going well. Oh, okay, <laughs> where
2: it's going to go is pretty scary because <clears throat> Mitsuyu Kaguyu did a documentary of showing like a guy. Um, I think I've talked about this documentary before, like a while ago, uh, where it showed a guy who had a smart shirt on mm-hmm. and he went out drinking the night before. Oh, uh, yes. Um, and he goes and uses the, he gets up in the morning, uses the bathroom. Yeah, in his smart toilet, he falls down the stairs. Um, his shirt calls an ambulance. Um, he gets into the hospital. He's in intensive care because he critically hurt himself, pretty bad by falling down the stairs. <clears throat> the data from his smart toilet gets sent to his HMO. They find out he was drinking, which is against the terms of his HMO health insurance. Um, they cancel his insurance. He gets thrown out of the hospital. And yeah, there's a
1: it's a Dark story. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the darker side of it. But, yeah. So, but I mean, that's what it is, I guess. The good with the bad, I (laughs) guess. Okay. So, smart vehicles. So earlier this year, Volkswagen revealed
2: that it was testing Argo AI self-driving system <clears throat> on its prototype electric AI- ID Buzz vans. Now the manufacturer has announced that it is preparing um, the ID Buzz vans capable of level four automotive, yeah, autonomy, and that they'll be ready for commercial transport of goods and passengers by 2025. And obviously, level four means obviously it can completely drive itself, it doesn't need any assistance at all.
1: So, that's that's pretty huge, actually. Um, and the fact that it's like a Volkswagen van, too. Usually, you're getting picked up by like a Volkswagen van, like, oh, I need to go to the store, get a Volkswagen van. Um, And obviously, this is going to obviously if they get into it, then
2: other brands like Audi and all these other companies obviously we already know like Ford and stuff is already in, trying to get into this market
0: uh, well right now right now, a lot of the markets are uh at least getting into the electric market,
2: no, but like Ford in general has pointed out, like they are working on an autonomous vehicle themselves they yeah, have no, 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 they, have, no. They, have, they have no working prototypes or anything yet, mm-hmm. but they are developing one um so
0: i think one company came out last week or the week before hmm. saying that from now on they're making they're focusing on electric yeah or that's hybrid the, maybe maybe hybrid i'm not sure
2: well yeah and that's the that's the obviously the first goal yeah. um but the companies that have the money are getting ahead of the curve um because autonomous vehicles are going to be a certain market um because they are autonomous vehicles are is what going to be replacing like Uber and Lyft have kind of replaced the cab driver. Yeah. They're still cab drivers. Um, but for the most part they've replaced them. Um because they're cheaper, more reliable, you can get them easier, uh, whatnot. So especially in rural areas, if you need a ride, um, they're a lot easier to get a hold of than a cab and they're cheaper. Um, because I don't know if anybody's ever tried to get a cab in a rural area. They're stupid expensive.
0: And they like get lost.
2: I don't know. I don't think I've ever. I, I've, never, I don't, I've never had one get lost. But anyway.
0: No, I, was, I was in Boston and we took a cab. And first time I've ever been in a cab. How did he get lost? How did he get lost he, in Boston? He missed the exit. Boston was built
3: by retards and the city is a yeah. mess. It was a mess. You no, would I but, know that and I never go to Boston. But
2: how does a cab driver that drives around in Boston get lost in Boston? He, he
0: was on the phone the whole time. Oh, geez. Boy, it was a nerve wracking moment there. The guy was like, blah, 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 on his phone. I'm like, uh, dude, you missed the exit. Oh, don't worry. I'll shut the tab off. We ended up paying like 20 bucks or something like that. But it was like, oh, wow. like it was ridiculous. I'm like, "Oh my god." Jeez. And my first my first experience on a taxi and uh probably one of my last.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so just in general, I think in generally the future, um, automated vehicles are going to replace Uber and Lyft's um easily to start. Because they're going to do the same thing except literally way cheaper because you won't have to pay somebody.
1: Um, you well, only have to pay for, it. In, time, only to pay for it.
0: in time, they'll be way cheaper. I think in the beginning, they're still going to be pricey because they got to pay for it, the technology.
2: Um, Not necessarily because they won't. Okay, so when they launch, um, like L- rounds leak releasing, I think it's actually in a few months, actually, they're releasing a fleet of vans, automated vans. I
0: thought they already did in Providence.
2: No, they started, like, a beta program, whatever. it's only a few, but they're supposed to release, like, a fleet. <laughs> um, and they're going to be the cheapest. They're, like, way cheaper um, to service than anything, like, else. They, But, obviously, those are different, though. Those are subsidized, like, by the city. Um, but these, I think, are going to be cheaper, because they're going to make their money back so fast. Um, because, for one, uh, right away, they'll kill Uber and Lyft, because it'll be literally probably a quarter of the price, so... Everybody will be using them immediately. Uh, within probably a couple of months, that'll pay for all your cost for maintenance and all that other stuff that you have to do on these vehicles. The, and also turn a profit easily because everybody will be using them, especially in cities. Um, and obviously they're going to make them, the people that design these um, are going to most likely be in touch with the people that are going to be buying them. So they're going to want the most easily repairable vehicles too. So repairability is going to be a huge thing um, accessibility, as far as to repairs, is going to be a huge thing for when designing these. So I guarantee they're going to make them cheap because they're going to be thinking of them on the beforehand instead of after the fact. Um, well,
0: I'm I'm looking at an article from 2018 from The Verge saying Waymo begins experience, uh, experimenting with self-driving taxi prices, and it says a ride to Kyla's nearby school shows up as five dollars, for example, while a longer 11.3 mile trip costs nineteen fifteen.
1: Hmm.
2: yeah and you'll see that with actually uber right now too and lyft uh it adds up really fast the longer you go or the further you go
0: driverless robo taxis cost twice as much per mile as human driven cars mit study
1: (laughs) um yeah if you actually like buy the car
2: um but they don't factor in, like, for instance, like, say someone that doesn't drive, that, like, owns a car but doesn't like to drive and doesn't go a lot of places. Okay? They would save money and then, instead of spending $20,000 on a car and insurance and registration and all that stuff, they would probably spend a quarter of that just getting an Uber every once in a while.
0: It says, oh, driver, driverless robo-taxis... Could cost anywhere between twice and eight times per mile, higher.
2: Um, yeah, because they're factoring in like they're doing the debate. People that drive all the time, though, because no, I've no, seen this that. This is
0: talking about robo taxis. Keyword taxi, as in they're not. It's not theirs. Not a
2: no AI car, No, I know, right? but I'm saying no. I know. Oh, you mean compared to people that, compared to other taxis
0: as human driven? Yeah. Whoa, <laughs>
2: Um, if sorry, sorry. I'm sorry,
3: I'm trying to listen to Nate defend this robo car, bullshit and then I just saw a Street to Raids 4 dev looking to add a 100 player battle royal mode, and I just went, Whoa.
2: <laughs> Oh, cool. Um, anyway, so no, but I, I personally think because they'll easily like and but a lot of cities are going to take in the model like our own city has done already, those are going to be the first ones coming out. Um, are the subsidized uh, self driving cars.
1: Mm-hmm. Which are free. So. You pay for them with your taxes. So. Um, that's like the same thing with like. Uh, um,
2: like buses. Like the RiptoBus is fairly cheap. It's really cheap because of the taxes. That you pay for. It. So You do have to still pay to use the RiptoBus. But it's pretty cheap though. Because you pay the taxes on it. Um,
1: but.
0: They said they found that CDV total cost of ownership is remarkably low, 72 cents per mile, whereas the high licensing, insurance, cleaning, and safety oversight costs associated with anonymous taxis combined with a low 52% utilization rate of the current taxi fleet means robo taxis are likely to cost between $1.58 and 6 dollars one cents per mile.
1: Hmm
0: driverless taxi would be about twice the cost of a human driven car a dollar fifty eight per mile versus seventy two cents per mile in a less generous scenario. The driverless robot taxi would be eight times as expensive six dollars per mile versus seventy two cents per mile. holy crap but yeah, but I'm sure at the beginning when they have these fleets, they'll get like huge tax write offs and stuff.
2: well, that's the difference like in these like cities like yeah. They're going to, and it matters about quantity. Like that's why things get cheap usually when they start selling in huge bulk is when it gets cheap because they're making their money back easily. Now they can go, oh, wow, we're getting, okay, we can lower the prices. We have our, all our overhead covered. We have our profit for the year. Um, you know what I mean, all these things are covered. You know I mean? They've already made the money. They can now lower the price because they can just constantly turn a profit with almost charging nothing because everything's already paid for. It matters how fast you can make that overhead. It's how cheap you're going to get it. If you only have 10% of the population using it and you're not even making your overhead by the end of the year, yeah, you're going to charge a lot because you have to make that overhead. Mm-hmm. It matters on the percentage of people actually using it. Um, which is why I say they're going to make them cheaper because they're going to want to take the market really fast. So and They're the going death- to
0: be taking a loss.
2: You would have to. You'd have to take a loss. Um, because you'll gain it really fast. The initial launch would be a loss for six months. And after that six months, when you have your clientele is like booming, now your overhead's already paid for, everything's already paid for. Then you start turning a profit and you can actually probably start lowering prices. Because now everything's paid for. So but which is what I think they'll do, because they're gonna you have to go after your competition. You can't
1: not, and your competition is Uber and Lyft. So, and you have to beat them or else why would anybody use it? So. And that's the thing. Um,
2: And, like, that's, like, with, like, Walmart, like, and Amazon that compete. Like, Walmart still doesn't compete that well with Amazon's, like, prime service. Not even close.
0: I think they had a very bad rollout. I don't think their, their rollout was good with, like... Commercials and announcing that it was happening and was created all and the, stuff, and then they did really promoted it the stores that much. And then they didn't come out with free shipping at the beginning.
2: No, they didn't. They and, still. Uh, the,
0: it's free. It's shipping still not now. It's free shipping. now yeah, but, but
2: yeah, but what else do you get though? Just free yeah, shipping. Well, yeah, Ooh. right now you
0: know, it's 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 just I don't know.
2: That's all you don't. There's a few other perks, but there's not much. Yeah, I think I um, messed
0: up with it.
2: Like I have, I've had Prime for a while. Um, and I can tell you, which is awesome. I, I don't know if you. Well, I don't know how often you are order, order stuff from Amazon. I order stuff from Amazon all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, as of last week, we have Prime delivery in Rhode Island, in, in southern Rhode Island, I should say, because uh-huh. they actually, I think they've had it in northern Rhode Island. I think, uh, but we have it in southern Rhode Island now. Anything you order will come in less than twenty four hours, pretty much. If it's in the air, uh, what Amazon warehouse?
0: Yeah,
2: it'll come in less than twenty four hours now. Buy an Amazon truck. Not your post office.
0: Yeah, I know I ordered uh something on Amazon and it was there. It was there within the two days. Like I ordered on a Thursday, it was there Saturday when the mail came. I'm not
2: talking about that. I'm talking about like like um so this little thing, okay. Um I ordered like this little thing, little tool thing. I ordered that yesterday, I think at like six o'clock or something. I don't even know when it was. It was sometime yesterday. Mm -hmm. I put that order in. It came like an hour before I started this podcast and that's all the things I've ordered lately in set for the stuff that I've ordered from like China mm-hmm. uh, off Amazon, because that's not Amazon's warehouse um, that's being sent to their warehouse from uh, another supplier from China. Yes. Um, but it's going to take a while um, because it's coming from overseas, but anything within the, in their warehouse, you're going to get it in less than 24 hours. Even if I ordered something probably at 11 o'clock tonight, I'd probably get it tomorrow by four o'clock or five o'clock that's cool Yeah, and that's like anything lately I've noticed I'm like wow that's really awesome so really happy for Prime drivers actually being in our area now
1: so, I wonder where they get in, uh, hmm. where they get what
0: I wonder if they always get it from the Amazon warehouse or if they have to pick it up somewhere if it's in stock
2: um, so I'm guessing there's a new warehouse in Providence because when I look at the tracking they all leave from there Oh, okay. So, and there's a what I've noticed today. I didn't notice it last time, but and it's rolling out. I guess they've had it in the UK for a long time. Um, on the Prime delivery trucks, there's a live map. Once it once it leaves the warehouse, you can look at where the truck is.
1: Oh um, yeah. Um, yep. and that's,
2: when I, that's what that's uh today, uh, when I was looking at like because uh, I know it was supposed to come between like six and nine o'clock. Uh, that's what it said and then i went on it and clicked on it because i saw a prime truck go by it i was like hey is that my delivery i clicked on my item on my app and then it showed a live map and it was like across the street i was like oh that's it right. <laughs> i was like that's my delivery um so which is really cool
0: it's like what happened with my couch it uh, they had a live delivery app or on their yeah. website
2: yeah huh. so yeah so amazon's actually really ramping up and prime is beyond worth it so our last topic here fairly quick So Tom Cruise, yeah, Top Gun star Rick uh, Rosevich Trusts that Tom Cruise to Deliver with Maverick Supposedly So he says that uh, Obviously he said Tom Cruise Wouldn't have done the role unless he Was done the right way, apparently Um, And it seems like In this article that obviously um, Val Kilmer is actually Going to be in this movie too Um,
1: I mean, Iceman's gonna be there.
2: Yeah, and obviously the guy who plays Goose, obviously Goose is dead, but yeah. <laughs> um, there's Goose you're get... still dangerous, man. There, uh, there's a guy actually supposed to be playing Goose's son. I guess I didn't know this about this movie. He's gonna be playing Goose's son, um, and it's gonna obviously bring back, um, and obviously I think this is gonna be the core part of the movie is Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, is gonna deal with the death and feeling like he was responsible for his for Goose's death. And he's going to be confronted with that with Goose's son, I think.
3: But he wasn't responsible for Goose's death.
2: No, but I think he feels responsible.
3: Well, yeah, he feels responsible.
2: That's I think, but from what this article—if you read it—that's who gives a fuck
3: about your theory.
2: That's what, like, and and I was wondering that, like, in when I watched the trailer, like, why is this guy still like not like a? You know what I mean? Not like an admiral or something.
3: No, because he loves flying, dude. That's why.
2: well, no, that's if you read this article, it's because he also kind of hates himself, too, because he feels responsible for Goose's death. So he doesn't allow himself to advance, I guess you could say.
1: Um, and that's obviously brought up with the person who's playing uh, uh, Goose's son.
2: So it's gonna. It, it seems like it could actually be a really, pretty deep story, actually. So we'll see. I
3: don't it, care. I just want him to say, talk to me, Goose.
2: Um, and we actually got the hint in this article, um, that the main reason why the last delay in 2019 because it was supposed to come out in, like obviously in 2019 and it got delayed again, and obviously it's been delayed since because of the pandemic. Uh, but the main reason for that delay was they wanted to make sure the dog fights were spot on. Um, so they redid the dog fights, uh, all the cinema, all the uh uh cgi all that stuff they redid everything uh because they wanted it on point they were not happy with how it turned out so which is good i'm glad when a movie does that and says you know what this is crap this nobody's gonna like this let's let's do this this doesn't look good oh, well, um, because you need because
0: in real planes
2: i don't know uh, i'm sure that'll come out after um because like this is something like and i would say the sonic movie is a huge testament to this they actually realized, oh wow we were wow we, wow we really screwed up on this character we'll fix it guys
1: and they did They fixed it. Um, So. Yeah. So, I think this, yeah. We'll see, though. uh, What happens with this movie.
2: And I I guess that does say one thing. Yeah, I mean. About, I guess you could say, the. uh, A bit about the movie that Tom Cruise wasn't willing to do the movie unless it was actually done right. Because we've heard rumors about. For years about like another Top Gun movie for like ever, uh, and obviously it must that must been the main reason Tom Cruise is not like the plot that they wrote.
0: It says the film uses real airplanes, real pilots, and that's really Tom Cruise pulling G's. Yeah. Oh wow. It's what he does. <laughs> yeah, it is what he does. It is what he does. His next crazy uh, stunt is on a on a moving train for one of the Mission Impossible movies. Oh Jesus! Yeah. yeah, um, I
1: didn't realize Ed Harris was in this movie. Is going to be in Top Gun uh, oh. Maverick. That's kind of cool. Huh.
0: Anyway, man, technology <laughs> just the fact that they're well. Actually, did it before. Yeah,
2: right? but isn't isn't the next? Yeah, but isn't it... yeah the next Mission Impossible also though? uh remember we did that article that he was actually talking to Elon Musk. He wants to actually shoot a scene that's supposed to be in space in space
0: yeah i know that yeah
2: i was like what the that's gonna cost so much damn money
0: well maybe tom cruise paid for it what
2: that's that's really good. pushing like the boundaries well we have a green screen. no i want to do it in space
0: i want the real <laughs> feel <laughs>
2: <laughs> like what the hell that's a that's a holy shit <laughs> okay this guy likes practical effects he doesn't Yes, <laughs> guess we'll have to do the real deal Jesus Christ. The risk involved too? Oh my god. That's just insane. But hey.
0: Is that Tom Cruise really flying the plane, though? Or is there somebody in front of him?
2: <laughs> there has to be someone else obviously <laughs> flying. Uh, no, well, I don't know. There's you never someone know. in front of him. You never know. Like, for instance, like the amount of training like uh Keanu Reeves did for uh
0: Yeah, but that's just uh, shooting a gun. This is flying a Million dollar aircraft.
2: <laughs> you never know what he gets does on his off time. You never know. No, he's one hundred percent not flying
3: a real air, uh, fighter jet.
2: Are you doubting Tom Cruise?
1: No, I just,
3: <laughs> he's one hundred percent not flying a real fighter jet. <laughs> They're probably not even going top speed either, because at his age, it would probably fuck him up.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, now you're dating. Now you're like questioning his vitality.
3: Dude, <laughs> there's a reason why fighter jet pilots kind of drop out of being fighter jet
1: pilots. Uh, younger. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I guess that. No, it's completely. Yeah, it's very true. Very, very true. Your body can only handle so much. <laughs> um. Which is why, in the future, I
2: think most people will move to Mars because it's <laughs> less because it's less G's.
3: Oh, yeah i'm really getting tired of gangbangers too
1: <laughs> so you won't feel as much yeah gravity you'll feel light as a feather well not really but you'll feel lighter so. anyway this has been the talking gaming and tech podcast
2: hope you enjoyed our banter and grim's rant and why people are bad reviewers Or good reviewers, on depending on what his mood is. They're
3: bad at shooters because they don't (laughs) understand strategy.
2: (laughs) Or bad shooters. Um, We hope you've learned a thing or two about keyboards. And hope to enjoy one of our... It might not be our first video back on uh, YouTube, but it will be one of the first back on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, A very extensive keyboard mod, which is going to be pretty awesome. There'll be other ones we're going to be doing. Like Um, these...
0: uh, This wireless... <coughs> Lavier system that I la- forgot la- to get batteries for because I was gonna use, see how it worked with the podcast, but I forgot oh. I forgot to get the batteries. <laughs> uh, yeah, we definitely need, yeah,
2: we need, we need batteries, and filming because since we've our last like three videos, were done with lavaliers and the sound was so much better. Oh yeah! Holy crap, it was so much better, and the picture was so much better. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah, because we use 4K, we use the lavaliers, which because uh, they're right there, we're not talking into a mic.
2: We use the 50 millimeter. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it I don't know if really we can use
0: the 50 millimeter in here, but, well, we would be able to get the face. <laughs>
2: I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. definitely so,
0: can uh, use it with the uh, the pan footage and stuff like that, the B-roll.
1: Yeah. So.
0: I want yeah. to get that 35 millimeter lens. That might be perfect. All right, I'm out, ladies. I got to go. <laughs> uh,
1: All
2: right. All so, right. So yeah, so be sure to get ready for those videos, especially if you like keyboards and you want to learn how to mod a keyboard. I'll definitely teach you a thing or two. So uh especially if you're a newcomer. Uh to the keyboard modding scene. This might be an easy way for you to jump in to actually get a cheap keyboard and mod it mod it after you see this video. Uh because you don't have to spend five hundred dollars to have a decent keyboard. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. There's some crazy people out there. More power to you. And there's people like Teho who get sent thousand dollar keyboards to review yeah, but I'm that's not you we
0: got to review a hundred dollar keyboard that was cool yeah <laughs>
2: yeah yeah we know it was shit <laughs> but that's a whole other discussion uh we will get into on that video so we thank you for joining thank you for listening to this podcast please share it out to other people that like technology and gaming um and obviously you can find us on twitter to get to get, yeah talk, get tech geeks (laughs) at twitter uh and if you want to join us live on twitch.tv slash get tech geeks we are live at six o'clock on wednesday so until next week
0: for the latest and greatest in gaming and tech everyone get teched and we'll see you next